1: Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Thursday evening. We're almost there, folks. Tomorrow's Friday, then the weekend. Let me know if you have any fun plans for the weekend in the comment section. So as always, I can live vicariously through your much more interesting lives. So today there was a hearing in the banking committee in the Senate for a nominee who goes by the name Shale Omarova. Actually, I don't think I sent a, an image of her. Let me see if I can grab one right now. Shale Omarova, which I am told is how you pronounce her name. S a u um, l e. She was born in the Soviet Union, lived in the Soviet Union, as we've as we've mentioned on the show before. If You put up my screen, Mr. So Producer. This is her. You'll be able to see a picture of Shale Omarova. Joe Biden has nominated her to the position of comptroller of the currency. At the treasury department which sounds like a really big deal and it kind of is she'd be in charge of regulating the banking industry and she is a literal communist like i know that that word gets thrown around a lot like oh they're marxist oh they're communists they're socialists no this woman is actually a communist she's actually a socialist as i said she was born in the soviet union lived in the soviet union went to college in the soviet union at moscow state university and as we've covered on the show before, she did her thesis on Karl Marx's economic revolutionary theories. You don't get to do a thesis at Moscow State University on Karl Marx's revolutionary theories unless you support them. If you oppose them, you get disappeared. Oh, Joe's here. I'm here. If you oppose them, you get disappeared. So she won't let anyone see what is in her theses, her thesis. But it's safe to say that she supported Karl Marx at Moscow State University because if you didn't, one you're not allowed to write the thesis, two you're not allowed to graduate, three you probably get thrown in a gulag somewhere.
0: This I'm is all true. all true. I apologize. I was I was talking to Lynn Wood. So, um, I had a pretty long conversation with him. Good conversation, actually. Huh. What
1: so this woman, Joe, this woman, Shale Omarova. have you had a chance to look into what she's all about?
0: Oh, I have. You know, she's a, she's they, wanted to, they wanted to bring up something she did for public theft or something back in 1995. And she did. But, yep. I mean, that, that's actually not something I'm concerned about. She's 28 she, years old, though. In 1995 she was? Yeah. Okay, now yeah. I'm concerned about it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's on ninety-five. I go. Oh, I was doing the math, and I go. Well, I was kind of a young. Well, well, well no, think about it. She's in punk college. Kid.
1: She's in college in the Soviet Union, right? Yeah. She's at Moscow State University before yep. the Berlin Wall fell.
0: Yeah.
1: Can't have been a kid shoplifting in the United States at, at TJ Maxx. So uh, people do stupid things when they're twenty-eight. That's fine, but it, they, it they might, usually don't
0: steal from a store unless they're a Marxist communist who feels that yeah. Frankly, they can do whatever they want. Jake
1: is half in the shot, so you guys are going to have to get super close.
0: Uh, I don't really want to get close. No
1: social distancing. Yeah. No social distancing allowed. So, Shale Omorova, shoplifted at 28, wrote her thesis on Karl Marx's economic revolutionary thought at Moscow State University, (laughs) which people are saying, Mike's. Jake's mic is right,
2: not there on. Go. Can you hear um, me? Yeah, and she was on a yes. Lenin academic scholarship. Yes. That's fascinating yes. because one would say that. Well, is <laughs> capitalists just don't a get on the Lenin Marxist. scholarship? No, they don't. Free money for everyone.
1: Capitalists also don't go to the Soviet Union. <laughs> I mean, maybe on official. Well, that's
0: business. not true. That's not true. Uh,
1: that's, well, Bernie Sanders went on his honeymoon. He's the only socialist I've ever <laughs> I've ever known to go on a honeymoon in the Soviet
0: Union. Yeah. So. So listen, if we if we look at the quiet part out loud, if we look at the part where, frankly, all of the people that they have, I have no idea what's happening on the screen. Maybe that's nothing. Maybe you guys can see. It. I'm not okay. saying,
1: I'm not seeing anything.
0: All right. So everything that the Biden regime has done, it is not a legitimate presidency. It is not a legitimate Election the 2020 election was stolen. What you'll see in the report that 80-page report that I sent over to you yesterday Is that the election was absolutely stolen the the mason report validates everything and all the other things And so it's they're trying to do everything they can to disrupt and to put as much white noise out there And this communist treasury nominee is no different This is no different than any of the other decisions they've made and any of the other people that they've nominated What is different it's up there, though. What is different is that this nominee is still supported by people in the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah, she probably McConnell, get some
1: Republican support.
0: Mitch McConnell is talking about supporting this person. I mean think about that. Uh, earthquake in the Denver studio.
1: This podcast is sponsored by AirMedCare Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. AirMedCare Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy. In the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. As the mic shakes a little bit.
3: Yeah, Jake is now
1: more off screen. (laughs) So, Charlotte, yeah, it it is, it is, it is par for the course, but it's a little different when they unapologetically nominate a Marxist. Okay, you know, I I had, she's a Marxist. I
2: I had told myself earlier that I wasn't going to lose my uh, cool over this, but this is, I, I mean, this is absolutely the most, Uh, significant component of everything that's evolved since November 3rd. The presidency is a joke. It's a monkey on a unicycle like Joe Biden is bumbling fool. His vice president is a fool. And so none of the legitimacy or the illegitimacy of what has uh, transpired from the election to now matters, because this is ultimately the most significant uh, line to cross. And if they can carry this across the line, Uh, the consequences really are going to be irreparable and will permanently change uh, the the trajectory of history of this country and what made this country so again uh going back to the the uh, the fact that this woman has run her entire uh, ideological campaign on the narrative that the big banks are bad they are thieves is coming from a woman who herself was actually arrested for being a thief. So she's saying to the public, or she's trying to get through over that line and, and, and become uh, uh, be confirmed, and she's sitting there lecturing that the, 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 the small people have been ripped off by the big banks and that the big banks are thieves, and therefore it's much better if her, the thief, gets control uh, uh, in conjunction with the feds over all monetary deposits in this country. And, and the precedent it's going to set if she gets confirmed, and this is more important than a presidential election because this is what will, uh, you know, this has more power and control because ultimately the American empire was built on a free market and was built on capitalism. And right now they've put the, they, they've put the pawns in place, but that was all just step one, step two, step three, and so on to get to this point in which you take over the money supply. So everything else was optics and noise, and, and, and pre-planning. This it's like is, robbing the bank. It's, this, it's robbing the bank. This is, I mean, this this is, is robbing the, the bank. Yeah. This is what will set the stages for a federal government to say. So uh, Max, did you did you want to go into the the, the 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 all of her propositions as well, to where well, is she? we need we need no, to no, no, no. we need to preface we, we have, this. We, we need we to preface this.
0: Listen, guys. Listen, listen, listen. My name is not Alex Jones. Okay. Now, although I like Alex Jones, I like those guys, I don't want to talk in hyperbolic uh, opinion. I want to make sure that as we have a conversation about this, that we're talking about fact. We're talking about things that we know to be a fact. So we can say that this could be the outcome, but I don't want to turn into just another, hey, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I don't want to do that. Okay, Max, So
2: we, We're going to red-pill no, Joe. No, she's literally – She's we're, literally red-pill we'll you with facts. Guys.
1: Joe, Joe we, have, we have her on tape saying that she hopes that the like the government can put oil and, and gas companies out of business and that that would be good for fighting climate change
2: and, and so from her ivory tower the government yeah. will if this if this woman falls into power, the government will be able to sit and people like her will be able to sit from their ivory tower and point their finger at the the segments and, and uh, of the economy that they want to torpedo and destroy and take over because that's what well, communism is all about. It's taking over I, the means of I production. Don't, I compl- don't
0: disagree with you, but, you know, the the, the way that we talk and we talk about robbing a bank, which is for, more likely to happen than the other. Right. More, It's more likely to happen. That them doing the things that they're doing, they're not doing it. They're not doing it quietly, and they're not doing it that slowly anymore. They're doing it fast, right? Would you agree with that? Right, they have to get across the finish line. Would would you agree that they They know they they know
1: their time is short?
0: Their their time is very short across the entire nation. It's very short, and people are are willing to rise up, and they're willing to to bring out arms. They're willing to do it now. I mean, there's a large group of people in this country that are willing to go to violence. Just so you know. I don't want us to go to violence, and it's one of the conversations that I've had with Lynn Wood. Over a long period of time, we keep talking about the fact that we have to stay peaceful. We have to stay peaceful. But, frankly, most of this country is not does not feel that way. Most of this country on the Democrat side and the Republican side do not feel that we are going to predispose of these people or dispose of these people without any acts of violence. They just don't believe it. And there are people in the yeah. police force and in the FBI and in the CIA and people that have retired and people on, on both sides of the political spectrum that are recognizing that the American way of life is in jeopardy. That, it, that the threat to our country is a domestic terrorist, a domestic threat, not a foreign threat. The foreign threat's where it started, where it was funded by them. But the domestic threat now that they're inside of the hen house. Is what we're really dealing with right now but i want to make sure that we just don't go this is what's going to happen i want to say this is the possibilities of what can happen if this person becomes a treasury nominee
1: well we we kind of know what's what's going to happen because we know what they've tried to do when they were hiding their marxism and now this woman is open and unapologetically preaching marxism like joe you know operation choke point that was a joint operation between the doj and treasury to basically pressure banks into dropping gun companies as customers so that right. banks wouldn't lend to gun companies because gun companies were bad. Gun companies were evil. Shalet yep. Omorova is of that mind, that she wants to take the power within the Treasury to regulate banks to achieve social ends, social um, progress. So they were. she was asked about this, and she refused to actually say under oath today that she wouldn't go after the Second Amendment. Mr. Producer, this is cut number four. Let's go ahead and play cut four.
4: And I just have a great concern. Do you believe that the firearms industry is a socially suboptimal industry?
5: Senator, I do not think much of firearm industries. I believe that if I'm confirmed as the control of the currency, my job will be simply to make sure that all national banks are safe and sound and they take into account all the risk factors when they decide to lend to one business or another business. That is not going to be up to me.
0: My time has expired, but let me just say
4: that is exactly the argument that was made under Operation Choke Point, that we can evaluate the risk of these socially suboptimal industries and through our supervisory power drive them out of their source of capital. And that is an incredibly dangerous concept for us to be building into our system.
1: So we know what Operation Choke Point did under Obama, and she's talking, Joe, about the same stuff. That if she's put in power and able to regulate the banking industry, she will push it towards social ends, the social progress, climate change. It's all the everything the Democrats want. She sees the banking industry as a way to get there.
0: Right. Yeah. Look, I'm I'm with you. (laughs) I just at at this point, I, I think that we have to we have to stop seeing them as our leaders. They're not our leaders i keep talking about i talked about it yesterday i was very 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 succinct on what i think we needed to do and if people really want to stop this this communist regime in, in its tracks then police officers have to get on board first responders have to get on board the national guard which by the way is going to turn into a militia in oklahoma based on the things that are happening there um you know we we are we are literally looking at a the mores of society the ethical Limits and and directionality of our society is now in in jeopardy of being overtaken by people who are evil, and so the only way to overcome that is to stand together, set aside differences. Man, I don't care. I don't care if you're the mob, you're the Latin Kings, you're West Side. I don't care what you are. Right now, you have to recognize that our country has had a slow decline by these people who are absolutely evil. We're staring at the devil straight in the face. And this Treasury nominee is another one of those non-Americans that we're putting in a position almost to pat on the back and say, listen, thank you, CCP, for, for helping us steal an election and putting Dominion voting systems and investing money in them and creating all the things that you've done in our voting system in order to steal the vote of the american people. Thank you for doing all that. Now we're going to put somebody in that can actually have control of the money so they can just siphon off money. I think this is more about control of money, of greed than it is about control them coming. people.
2: That's all this was ever about. You I mean you're you're going back to the comparison of a bank robber. You want the the, the you the, the the country is the bank and the election is the key to the bank and if you can take the key then you have access to the bank and then you can put the people in place you need and, and you just write a blank check and that's what they're doing and when going back to the thing about you know the diversity of, of, of all different types of people in this country they're coming for everyone they're coming for absolutely everyone and you've seen it in the lead up for the past few months whether it was the push to include in the last bill for uh you know oversight of all bank accounts of $600 or you know uh, of transactions totaling uh, at minimum $600 which is every American so they have everyone's and and even even with just inflation alone that itself is a tax on the people so it's just take and take and take and take and historically speaking French Revolution was identical example of the elites just taking and taking and taking and saying, well, like, you know, Marie Antoinette said, well, let them eat cake. And remember, Max, you saw the MSNBC, you know, uh, Economist or whoever it was that said, uh, well, you know, you you should just, you know, be able to afford the inflation. You should just be able to deal with it. And it's no different than 200 something years ago of let them eat cake that's coming down from the elites now. And what I don't understand is how, at what point do the people realize i mean it's it's joe says this comparison all the time it's it's putting a frog to boil in water rather than throwing a frog into boiling water and we're we're very just throwing us in the boiling water we're very close for the (laughs) to the water being boiling and and i i'm just assuming that people don't see this you know but
1: it's the it's the same, the let them eat cake kind of looking down on on the people. It's the same logic that was behind the Stamp Act, the Sugar Act, um, that led to the American Revolution. I mean, Britain's like, oh, what does it matter if, if molasses is more expensive in the colonies? We, how does that affect us? Well, they can afford it. Oh, what does it matter if, if whiskey is more expensive, if paper products are more expensive? And you see that just a little bit of a tax, obviously right. there's the principle of it. Right, but and, and just then tax after tax after tax pisses people off enough. I mean, when it this came woman,
2: to when it came to an issue we of have, compliance, we have her on
1: tape. We have her on tape saying no more private banks.
2: Period. Right. One of the statements she had in her, her testimony was asked, you know, what is what is her push like with these statements she's made, why has she made these statements? And she said, Well, look, you know, when you look at these small private banks, they got obliterated in 2008 because of non-regulation. And I was thinking to myself, why? Why did they get obliterated? And this is a, a, a level of complexity that they count, they count yeah. on majority of the population not knowing is that those small banks had been sold something by the big banks. The big banks are pretty much big government, you know, too big to fail Uh, you know, any of the entities that got the TARP fund, uh, you know, TARP Troubled Asset Relief Program bailouts, uh, the big banks are no different. The big banks are an extension of government. And so she's sitting there saying that this is because, you know, we, we have to think for the small guy, but at the same time, backtrack 12 years ago, it was the very thing that she's advocating for now that put the small community banks and wiped out so much of of little america you know small town America's savings and she's back at it again feeding the same thing back to the people saying that you know regulation or you know more government involvement is the solution yet she conveniently disregards the fact that the small banks got hammered because of the 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 partnership between big banks and the government that led to 2008 so it's just yeah, they, it's I mean, they, Stockholm syndrome, feeding the people the same poison that got them sick the first time and ma- just, you know, wrapping it in peanut butter and feeding it to them again. And the people saying, oh, it tastes like peanut butter.
1: You can trace a lot of it back to the mid-1990s. You had this big push from Bill Clinton to make everyone a homeowner. Fair lending. Everyone should own a home. Yep. Everyone should own a home. He said – we want to get up to 70%. We want 70% of Americans around there. I think that was the target number to be homeowners. doesn't matter if you can afford it or not. You should be a homeowner. And lots of people bought homes. They, they created the regulatory policy to try and get as many people into homes as possible
0: that they couldn't literally afford. So I, I believe that was they did that in order to destroy the economy. When it didn't work and we were able to bail it out and create this, it created opportunity for them to steal more money. So the wealthy became even more wealthy. So it, it weakened the constitution of the middle class, pushed them into a poorer position, especially people that had pensions. You know, GM went bankrupt, and it pushed 70-year-olds into the job market to get jobs as greeters when they thought they'd be retiring. I mean, we, we destroyed an entire generation of – excuse me, a generation of wealth. We destroyed it. If you were 55 years old going into um, 2008, there's a high probability that you have nothing left, that you're among those at the the lower end of the social construct or or, or wage earners in this country.
2: Oh, but they're just chipping away layer by layer by layer until there's nothing left. They got the parents in 08 of the kids now that they got with the student debt. And so the whole point is that everyone is left owning nothing and everyone is left uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into this more, Max. I'll let you get into your cuts and pieces. But we'll get into this more about the whole trajectory of where they envision bringing this with, uh, the, you know, currency system, central bank, digital currency, and how they're trying to wrap this all into uh, bringing the serfs back onto the manor system. And the manor system is going to be the, the, everything that they own, everything from top to bottom, the land, the food, everything. So with that, I'll let you go for whatever you have lined up.
1: Well, well, yeah, I mean, they, they want to control your money and they want to control lending. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Controlling where you're allowed to put your money and controlling what you're allowed to borrow. Just mention that we have a cut of her quite literally saying no more private banks. Miss Brewster, let's play this cut number one.
5: Imagine what would it be like if instead of being just a public option for deposit uh, banking, this would be actually the full transition. In other words, there will be no more private uh, bank deposit accounts and all of the deposit accounts will be held directly at the Fed. And there are very interesting implications uh, from that thought experiment. For example, with uh, the much more uh, direct and proactive tools of monetary policy like helicopter money, which is, uh, you know, considered radical primarily because uh, economists really do not know how to manage the issue of what will happen uh, in the inflationary environment when the central bank needs to contract the supply of money. How is it politically feasible for the central bank to effectively take money away from uh, people?
2: Okay, so right there, what she says, and this is where uh, they lose everyone, when she's talking about take money away, yeah. and this is what's terrifying. Give them your money. You build, you, have you heard of the digital yuan, Max? The digital yuan? Yeah, 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 Okay, so to prop up a failing economy, because they've built a monster that's going to collapse, so to prop it up, what they're trying to do, and they're trying to do it very, very quickly, they're trying to do it in a matter of months, uh, is get everyone into a position where to avoid the bubble collapsing a bubble or a bubble cannot pop if you have you know a clown blowing air into it and so they need to just keep blowing air into it so what they're trying to do and they've already preconditioned the people to do this is with the coin shortage, the currency shortage, standing outside of a bank no, because it's only safe gone. for one person to stand in the bank. And so when I, I said this on an episode before when I was in New York, I saw a line of 50 people outside of a Chase Bank just waiting to go about their day and get some money out. And so they've already preconditioned people that the things that of, of, of historical precedent, whether it's the Great Depression, when the runs on the banks, everyone ran to the bank to pull their money out, they're making it commonplace. They're making it, ah, it's not you know it's not that bad. It's just another day at the bank. And so it's normal.
1: It's normal to spend two hours at a bank just to get a withdrawal.
2: Right. And oh, sorry. (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, uh, oh, I don't have the money to pay you back because there's a coin shortage. Yeah, well, paper money, it transmits COVID, so we don't have that anymore either. So they're preconditioning the people, and they're preconditioning specifically my generation with the digital currencies, of which is literally a 24-7 casino, to get to the point where what she's talking about of taking money away from people is uh, to stimulate a, an economy that has gone completely in the gutter is much easier to do if you have everyone linked to a universal bank account. And that is the point of the Fed taking all deposits, is that they will force it so that the individual must have a central bank digital currency wallet and they can send you your monthly payments. And that is to prop up an economy that is on life support right now. And if it goes off the cliff, it's never coming back. So take it away is goes to what they're doing with the digital yuan in China is every month, the first of the month max, you get an X amount of money wired into your account, and in order for you to go out there and spend it to keep the economy moving, which really just means them taking your money and buying more assets and, and leaving the people with nothing but uh, digital fairy dust, uh, There's the money will expire like milk max. So if I put $2,000 at the first of the month into your account and by the 29th of the month, It it has a exponential decay rate, so the the whole idea of being able to to
1: fight inflation.
2: Right. So what she blatantly admitted was that we need to position the economy and the American consumer to have their money in a format that to control the collapsing economy, the monstrosity we have built purposely, that we just need to be able to have full totalitarian king like control. Over your personal finances, and it's terrifying. To, to
1: explain to everyone, to explain to everyone who might not understand what we're talking about, before two thousand eight, two thousand ten, around there, if you got a gift card from a mall, from like a, a store or something, the terms of the gift card usually said if you don't use it by X amount uh, of time, where they're going to start taking money out of it. Right. And that was common practice with a lot of big box stores. Now, Congress changed the law so that they cannot just take your money away from you if you have money on a gift card and you leave it there for a couple of years. What we're actually talking about is you putting money in the bank, a bank controlled completely by the federal government, and you losing money very slowly, maybe not even be able to perceive it, but losing money over time as a way to try and fight inflation, among other things. Um, it, it's It's terrifying. And, Joe, why why this really gets to the heart of it is when you put your money in, they also want you to be to go to them when you want to take money out, when you want to get a loan. And so when we played that clip about firearm regulations, about how it's not a socially good investment for the federal government, this is what Chalet Omarova had to say about oil and gas companies under her perceived complete government control system. Mr. Producer, we're going to play cut number two.
5: ...for comments like this one about the energy industry. Uh, Troubled industries and firms that are in transitioning. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right?
0: What in the world we want, them to, we want
1: them to go bankrupt in bankrupt. short order in, in short order not like in in 100 years she said in short order we want them to go bankrupt to fight climate change joe in colorado alone numbers are a little wishy-washy but before the pandemic you had about seventy thousand people working in the oil and gas industry yeah and the number of indirect jobs that the oil and gas industry created was about 270 some odd thousand jobs in colorado yes. alone just yeah. in colorado yeah you're talking about taking three hundred and forty some odd yeah. thousand people and just throwing them on the street if this, if this woman got her way just in colorado
2: alone
0: I, I think that the the dangers that we face right now is that people aren't paying attention they're not paying attention
2: oh i mean is it not coincidental that this is all you know this 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 hearing and the appointment or nomination is all taking place behind the social division distraction of the Rittenhouse trials, of everything that's unfolding now. And, I mean, you know, by the time, if she gets confirmed, there's no coming back from it, because then it's going to be straight to the whiteboard of what they're going to do. And what it, you know, to put it in a nutshell, what it's going to do is there's going to be one guy with a stamp, a yes or a no, And anyone in America, any business, any person, anyone that wants to go get a loan, whether it's for a car, whether it's for a house, whether it's for a business, you know, they have to go in front of this man. And then they have full control over whether or not they want to approve you or not. They also have full control of setting interest rates. So if they want to say 15%. Why not? I mean, banks have to Wait, compete. Are,
1: are, are you saying that when the Marxists get control of lending, it doesn't become fairer?
2: No, it doesn't become free. They don't give money to everyone. It no, no, actually fairer. More, fairer. More fair. uh, no, it doesn't actually it becomes the opposite You're
1: saying that the people aren't going to get the fruit of their labors. You're saying the proletariat isn't going to be able to to rise up the socioeconomic ladder.
2: No, no, believe it or not. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, Max, but no, that's not how it works. So well, we
1: know what happens when Marxists get in these positions. You get what China has—a social credit system, where they have an actual formula, not just like, oh, well, you you missed a, a payment. Like I I just had a ding on my credit account because they closed my Guitar Center card because I used to play music with a with cover bands and COVID happened. No more cover bands, so I haven't gone to Guitar Center in a couple of years. So they closed my account. Trying to get them to reopen it. But the social credit score isn't just about how long your credit cards have been open, whether you pay your bills on time every month. It's whether you're a good communist. It's whether you play video games late at night. It's whether they've seen you help granny cross the street. Yes, that is part of the formula that China wants to get to find good works, things that people do in their communities and give them a leg up.
2: Right, and we we mentioned this it's in craziness. another episode. I know oh it's it's absolute insanity. It's the most it's most significant development to come out of the absurdity. I mean, this administration has a countless pile of accomplishments of absurdity.
0: Look, uh, we we keep talking about it. We keep talking about what's really happening in the country, and we keep talking about the the fact that this nominee is there. But what's scary about this is we keep talking also about the uniparty and the Republicans and the Democrats and the fact that the people have become slaves. And I think I want to hammer it back home again that you're all slaves. I want to hammer it back home to the fact that you don't matter. In their world, it's them having these conversations and you running around going chicken little, chicken little. There are Republicans that are backing this nominee. How does that happen?
2: Where people fail to see how these things have developed, this was a 30-year plan. Very strategic. Very strategic. Uh, and, and this is you know Americans have, have have fallen into this rut of instant gratification and you know uh, t- 24 hour time frame on things and, and, and fail or don't even care to see the pieces put together of, of how all of this has evolved. And it's it's this is year 29 and a half of a 30 year plan. And I'd say and I and, and, and this is my 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 darker concern to it that these people, You know, When this goes in front of a uh, House-Senate vote, I wouldn't be surprised if they planned accordingly to make sure that everyone that needs to say yes to this has some level of compromise, and they've shown them that, and that these people will walk it across the finish line, left and right, and the American person, the average American worker, is going to be the one that gets raked across the coals on this. So Joe, if you were to say, you know, under this new, uh, you know, uh, change regime change of, of American finance, that you want to go open up a, a barber shop, uh, we, Max, you and I we've talked about this on, on previous episodes. Uh, Experian, the credit reporting agency, that's the key to you know the, one of the go-to of the three, to get a, uh, any kind of lending, you know, car whatever, mm-hmm. uh, partnering Experian Vax Verify partnered with the government of Chicago or the government of Illinois to have an input portal for you to uh, essentially pair your vaccination status to your credit report. So everything's right out in the open where they want to bring this. And having, you know, that's one state, and it's probably going to evolve into more states, but having it so that your credit score, uh, there you go, it's Chinese social credit. I mean, they've said, she's said outright.
1: Experian has already set it up so that they're... They're collecting digital data on all of us. They know our spending habits. They know what what we like to do, our hobbies, because they are one of the biggest data collectors in the country on people trying to trying to create these profiles on people. So the legwork is already all there. But, Joe, you, you mentioned you, you mentioned that people need to rise up. The problem with all of this is that the evil people, just like Marx and Lenin before them, they've tailored their whole narrative. To, to make it seem like they are trying to help the little guy. I mean, it, it's the same kind of of Democrat policy we saw with the Affordable Care Act. Oh, we're going to make your health care free. And then behind the curtain, you realize that everyone who who was already paying for health insurance before, is it's going to be more expensive for them. Right. They are tailoring their whole narrative that this is good, that it's good when government controls banking, because when the big banks control banking, you lose like they're trying to convince people. That they're they're losing when in reality you hand over your money to government. I I can't think of anything worse. And I, I'm no I'm no big banker. Right. I mean, that, that's the funny thing you hear. You hear some of the different testimony from the hearing today. What we're talking about, the Democrats are just assu- are accusing us of being a big bank lobby that we are just big trying to lobby. take the I've, big I've bank. I've never done about. business with big banks ever. Well, they're saying we're just we're just regurgitating talking points. <laughs> that's, that's what they accuse You
0: of. know, this morning I woke up and I go, frontline doctors actually present the evidence. The CDC puts stuff out. They actually go and validate it. We dig further than the 15-second TikTok video, come up with a, an argument on why ivermectin is good. We look at the reports, publish the reports. This is what the right does. They take facts and they put them out there. And then the left just sits around and says, debunk, 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 lie, lie, lie. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, they're just, that's fake news. They're not doing it right. And we tolerate it. We tolerate it. It's like one thing after another, we just keep tolerating it. I've never done business with a big bank other than Capital One, because frankly, I like to get my, my rewards. And it's a credit card company. And finding a credit card company that's local that does the same thing is very difficult. But I mean, look at, look at where we are as a country because we tolerate it. And when we sit on the sidelines, Max, and we have these conversations about this, this treasury nominee, now they're saying that we're a lobbyist for big banks. No, we're a lobbyist mm-hmm. for free market. But we don't come out collectively and say we're a lobbyist for a free market, and we want to make sure that we want to support the ability to have opportunities. No, we don't call the government what it is and say that basically this is a communist regime. No, we don't do that. We don't get in the streets because we're like, oh, man, there's nothing we can do about it. We could shut this down in its tracks right now. We could shut it down right now if men had any sort of balls collectively. I'm just saying. I don't know. Do we have to do that?
1: Do you want to hear what – yeah, you might. Do you want to hear what Elizabeth Warren had to say about this? Amazing nominee.
0: Yeah. And now, by the way, they're all retiring. All of these pieces of trash are retiring with hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. And they're going to go sit on a beach and say, now it's your problem because now the communist regime, you guys don't need me. We've, we completed our, our task of turning this into a communist society. And they're dropping like flies. And people are like, oh, look, the Democrats are retiring. No, they're not. They're retiring with huge bank accounts. that doesn't affect them. And leaving us with a mess and leaving the people to be more of slaves than they were yesterday. But go ahead. Tell me what Elizabeth Warren is. We're going to play this Elizabeth
1: Warren clip of of her praising the communist nominee. But before we do, we've got to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E. And on all orders over $76, they're going to throw in a free Patrick Henry cigar on top. It's a no-brainer. So if you want to give the perfect gift to a friend or loved one this holiday season, get them the gift of a good smoke and a good history lesson, because all of these cigars are historical themes. So again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE to get a free cigar added on top of all orders over $76. So here is the Elizabeth Warren. I called this the crazy take. I really didn't have a whole lot, <laughs> enough words to describe it. I-, I feel like we're just in a different universe at this point. Miss Producer, jump ahead. We're going to play cut number seven.
6: Professor Omarova, I know that the giant banks object to your willingness to enforce the law to keep our system safe and that you may cut into big bank profits. So they and their Republican buddies hmm. have declared war on you. The attacks on your nomination have been vicious and personal. We've just seen them. Sexism, racism, pages straight out of Joe McCarthy's 1950s Red Scare tactics. Oh it is all there on full display. Welcome to Washington in 2021. Now, one claim is that you intend to nationalize the banking system. So let's just get this nonsense out of the way. just play the clip. Does the OCC have the power to end private banking and to move all consumer deposits to a public ledger? Absolutely not. If the OCC did have that power, is that something you would support?
5: Absolutely
6: not. And are you a capitalist who believes in free markets?
5: Yes, I am.
6: So she's a liar. That on the record, her like
2: thesis is titled "Like Destruction of Capital." What are you talking about?
0: The such video such just
6: showed opposition. that was not and a like video that from that 20 years ago. OCC I cut it. Cut it. Does have the power to do, Professor Omorova.
1: Are you a capitalist? Yes, I am. She literally sounds like a Bond villain. She sounds like a Bond villain. I, I, don't, I don't want to make fun of her for her accent, but if you told me she sounds that like we're a, we're
2: a Russian, in, everyone in prison is innocent.
1: If you told me we're bringing in this woman and she she's studying the Soviet Union on the Lenin scholarship, she believes in economic revolutionary Marxist theory, and she wants to get rid of the banks, she wants to bring us all here, and you said, what do you think she sounds like? I, I'd say she sounds exactly like that. I mean, <laughs> she she sounds like a communist. Well, and then and you
2: like, know, Warren talks about <laughs> Wall Street and 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 the Republicans, and Wall Street threw all their money behind Biden and and uh hillary why why because why why because they open up the equity markets to their foreign dealings and half of the the things that are traded on american exchanges is all foreign money uh, m- money siphoning so they, they come over here and they they get listed and they you know they're, they're pulling out us dollars on, on our exchanges so you know any any you can look back on the numbers and, and go to hillary and 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 biden and and wall street threw massive amounts of money behind them so it's this whole I mean, it's a complete front face lie to to everything. We, we act like
0: we're we act like we're surprised and, 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 and we then, act like we're surprised. I mean, we're act like this, we're surprised that this is who they are. I mean, uh, listen, it, again, what are we going to do about it, Max? What do you think the answer is other than making sure that we tell every cool. congressman literally we will go and tar and feather yeah. you? Let's make politicians birds again. I saw that.
2: That was great. Huh? meme.
1: make politicians birds again.
0: <laughs> torn, torn, feather them. No, I'm serious. Uh, and, and I saw, and by the way, I saw one
1: guy. I saw one guy's suggestion, and we could never do it. But he said, "You kill all the politicians, and you make their replacements dig the graves."
2: Wow, wow, I mean, that,
0: that's kind of advocating
1: for violence. That is right? kind. That is kind well, of. We, ab- I said, <laughs> I said we could never do it. No, but no, absolutely. It's, not it's not. the element of fear that every politician should have. The little bit of fear that they should all worry about that th- this isn't just a nine to five job. You don't just get to retire comfortably when you screw over the American people. We have a clip from Senator Brown. Oh, he's, he's great. He, he's saying she's Omerova wonderful. is the most perfect candidate. She's the most wonderful candidate. She's absolutely stunning. She's Ms. a Bruce, let's play cut number eight. We
7: have, um, prior to this hearing, we had witnessed. In my memory the worst character assassination aimed at a nominee since since i've been here
3: get out of for here in
7: this hearing i was encouraged my con- colleagues tried sticking to policy although misstating professor omarov's positions taking many of her works out of context senator scott to his credit came here and stated that no republican member had attacked dr omarova for coming from the former soviet union minutes later senator kennedy repeated the same vile, disgusting attacks. We've heard all along the same attacks I mentioned in my opening. Attacking a nominee's positions is one thing. Calling a nominee comrade, as if we don't know what that means, is something else. It's beneath the dignity of this institution. I came here hoping that we can focus on what matters, on fair questions about writings and records and statements and plans for this job. We've heard from Professor Omar in her own words how she'll be a fair controller, a reasonable controller, a controller that will make sure everyone plays on a level playing field. We welcome that. She'll work to ensure community banks can provide credit and provide financial investments to communities throughout the country, Sheila.
0: It's just a lie. It's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they haven't told the the truth up until this point and they want to lie. And the American people are 100% not behind this woman. 100 percent. So
1: so what he's mentioning was uh, <laughs> Senator Kennedy talking, said he doesn't know whether to call her professor or comrade and the Democrats are up and I was like, oh, that's that's Soviet phobic. They didn't say that, but that's basically what they're claiming. Like, oh, you're attacking her Soviet upbringing. You're attacking that she was a, a member of Soviet clubs.
2: Well, they go on to be we like, oh, well, she's clip. she escaped the Soviet or the Iron Curtain. And you know the 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 you know the came here to reap all the things she couldn't have over there. It's like no, she came over here to destroy everything that they don't have over there. Yeah. And she just brought the, the iron curtain over here. Her whole, I mean, her whole manifesto is: we have iron
0: curtain America now. Why can't we get her copy of her thesis? Why can't we get that? Why won't well, she? Release she that?
1: says she doesn't have it. What? The the Moscow State University says they don't have it.
0: So How do they not lots have it? Of how do
1: they not have it? I don't know. They're saying they don't have it. It's saying they don't have it. You can't claim that you escaped the Soviet Union when you voluntarily rise up into, like, the Soviet intelligentsia. Like You can't say, like, oh, man, I, I was just really looking to leave. And, like, you you found a way to sneak your way to the very top of the intelligentsia, and you write your thesis on economic
2: revolutionary thought. Right. Most, like, most, people, she, mo- <laughs> most people that escape... They're- yeah you go in the grocery store and you have two options ketchup and vinegar and her you know she stayed around to get a full ride scholarship from you know lennon university it's it's it's, it's wonderful
1: so we have a little bit of that clip from senator kennedy and senator kennedy if you haven't watched or listened in before or anyone he always has zingers he's always ready to go with some folksy southern jokes and this is a clip it's a little long we'll play the whole thing but it's him asking her should i call you professor or comrade, I'm not quite sure. Mr. so let's play cut number six.
3: I will be frank and, and honest. I cannot think of a nominee more poorly suited to be the control of the currency based solely on your public positions, statements, and the weight of your writings than you are. Let me just quote you versus anybody else. On the Green New Deal champion, you propose taking economic and climate policymaking from Congress and creating an unaccountable bureaucracy called the National Investment Authority. In a roundtable this year, this year you push to make the NIA the dedicated institutional platform at the federal level for really being the kind of fighting muscle of the Green New Deal and fighting muscle of you know all of these other movements that pursuing environmental justice social, economic justice, equality, and so on. Your disdain for the financial services industry. In 2019, in the documentary titled, I'll I'll be kind, Buttholes, a Theory, you said, the financial services industry, in my view, and I don't think I'm alone here, is the quintessential butthole industry. Killing American energy. In Jane Family Institute seminar in March of this year, you proposed bankrupting the coal and oil and gas industries, saying we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle the climate change. That's really hard to misunderstand. On nationalizing banking, last year, i.e. 2020, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, just last year, paper you titled The People's Ledger, How to Democratize Money and Finance the Economy. You proposed reforms to, and I quote, effectively end banking as we know it by nationalizing quote you had was effectively ending banking as we know it. How? By nationalizing retail banking. As it relates to the end of private banking. Your words, no one else's. This year, not five years ago, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago. This year, you said, you proposed to imagine what it would be like if instead of a just a public option for deposit banking, just, <laughs> instead of just a public option for deposit banking, this would be actually the full transition. In other words... There would be no more private bank deposit accounts, and all of the deposit accounts would be held directly at the Fed.
2: Mr. Producer, if you want, I want to it say it that
3: out. one more time, because this is what really. You can cut it here. Among all the other comments.
2: It, it's,
1: it's gonna, it's, it goes a couple minutes. And so, that was obviously not Senator Kennedy.
2: That was the wrong cut. I think, Scott I think Senator Kennedy racist. did not become I'll a black that. man. <laughs> I think he's probably a racist for his stance. On obviously. Obviously. Um, but essentially, what uh, when she's talking about the council for, you know, so so, so this is I'm going to try to boil this down as, as as easy as possible. But you take all the money, all the money goes into one account. The Federal Reserve is the overseer of that account, and you have a thing called fractional reserve banking, where based on the amount you have in deposit, you can actually do creationary, uh, expansionary monetary policy. So if you get a uh, million dollars put in the bank, you can actually issue out like nine million more in loans using that one million as collateral. So from what it sounds like, and again, this is what has led to most of the collapses in in modern context, uh, what it sounds like is they want to nationalize banking to put everyone's money in one account, and then also have an entity that's specifically tasked with dealing with environmental Green New Deal kind of, you know, ventures, which is all corporate cronyism, and so I would wonder—and this would be a good question to probably ask someone like Bobby Python—is if they have the American populace's money pooled in one account, do the same rules of fractional reserve banking exist in that they can then use that amount of capital, the American people's capital, to then issue debt collateralized against it at a a 1 to 10 ratio? And so essentially, do these people—they get to this point. They've pooled everyone's money in one account. And then they start betting on on, on on expansionary monetary policy to invest in these ridiculous Green New Deals as they all take their 500... I and mean, that's what the them. banks do. And so but so that's What's the point, the of bringing do? it all under one roof, bringing yeah. it... Uh, it's, it's the Bank of Washington, D.C. now, and it's everyone else's money. And it's hmm. not in an indirect sense, you know, taxes or inflation, things like that. It's give us your money. We're going to put it in our joint account. We're going to bet on it like Wall Street did in 08 that led to everything else being destroyed around you. And really, when you think of accumulating all of the American population's money, you're talking about trillions of dollars of capital. How much, how much debt can you collateralize against it to then go fund your ventures that all your buddies on you know the you know in, in, in dark places have their hand in the pot? So I, I really think the whole play on this is just some really, uh, really bad uh, bet on making sure that they get rich on you know green New Deal policies and using the 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 collective you know the collective but we don't get a part of it you know they take everything away from us but we don't get a part of it but they want the collective's money to use to leverage and enrich themselves to a degree that's never b- before yeah. s- been seen in history
1: and then you never need to answer the question of how you're going to pay for it because oh we already have your money in our in our bank we're and, just going to we're just going <laughs> to lend it We're just going to lend it to ourselves. I still can't get over that Tim Scott just said butthole industry in an attempt to not say the word asshole. I've never even seen anything like that on television. (laughs) I I think that was 10 times worse than just actually quoting her himself. But I want to play this because we're running out of time. I want to play the clip of Joe Kennedy. So, Miss Producer, let's play this. This is cut six. Cut six.
4: Good morning, Professor.
5: Good morning. You used to
4: be a member of a group called the Young Communist, didn't you?
5: <laughs> Senator, uh, uh, I, are you referring to my membership in the Youth Communist Organization while I was growing up in the Soviet Union?
4: I don't know. I, was, I just I wanted to ask you that question.
5: Well, Senator,
4: I... There, there was a group called the Young Communists, and you were a member. Is that right?
5: I'm not exactly sure which group you're referring to.
4: Well, the formal name of it is the Leninist Communist Young Union of the Russian Federation, and it's also known as the Leninist Komsomol of the Russian Federation, Hmm. and it's commonly referred to as the Young Communists. Were you a member? Senator...
5: I was born and grew up in the Soviet Union.
4: Yes, ma'am. But were you a member of that
5: organization? Everybody in that country was a member of the Komsomol, which was the communist youth organization. That was
4: true.
5: That was a part of normal progress in school. Um, did you have that's you resigned? True.
2: This is incredible.
5: From the youth? from the young communists. You like, grow out of it with age.
2: Uh, no, she, she's a capitalist. Oh, automatically.
4: Did, did you did you did you send him a letter though resigning?
5: <laughs> Senator, <laughs> this was many many years ago. As far as I remember, how the Soviet Union worked was at certain age you automatically stop. Being a well, member of could, of
4: could you look at business. your records and see if you can find a copy uh, of Senator your Kennedy, I Senator don't, Kennedy, I don't
7: interrupt. I almost never interrupt these, but... Will you always I interrupt me, Mr. No, actually, I don't. <laughs> not nearly <in the> as <laughs> many times as i want like to. No, I, I she, she renounced her
4: Soviet citizenship. Well, I understand yeah, that, yeah. but you're not the witness. She is. Would you look at your records and see if you can find a, a letter of resignation for me?
5: Senator, um, <laughs> as I explained... I was part of the Soviet population. Yes, ma'am.
4: I got that part. I just want to see if you look at your records and see if you find a letter of resignation. Let, let, me, let me tell you, what, I've spent a lot of time on your record, and, and here's what I found. Look, this is America. You can believe what you want, but we can't just let anybody be controller of the currency. You wrote your thesis in college at Moscow State University on – the title was Karl Marx's Economic Analysis and the Theory of Revolution in the Capital. But you won't send Senator Toomey a copy. You studied at university, at Moscow State University, scientific communism, which is the science (laughs) regarding the working class struggle and the socialist agenda. In 2019, not she majored in years scientific ago, communism. In a Canadian documentary, you called the financial services industry "quote a quintessential asshole industry." <laughs> um, you wrote a paper called "Systemically Significant Prices," calling for the federal government to set wages, food, gas prices. In 2020, you wrote a paper called The People's Ledger, where you said we need to abolish bank accounts and make everybody set up an account at the Fed where the federal government will have access to your data. In 2020, you wrote another paper called The Climate Case for National people, Investment Authority, where you said what we need to do, the oil and gas industry, is have the federal government bankrupt them so we can tackle them climate change. In 2019, you joined a Facebook group, a Marxist Facebook (laughs) group, to discuss socialist and anti-capitalist views. Now, that's what I see from your record. And you have the right to believe every one of these things. You do. This is America. But I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't know whether to call you professor or
6: comrade.
5: Senator I am not a communist. I do not subscribe to that ideology. Mm. Uh, I could just, not choose where Supports I was everything born. they've ever thought of. I did not I do not remember joining any Facebook
0: group that subscribes She's to liar. that ideology. That? I would see never that knowingly join See any the move subject. of the do you see the move of the mouth where the mouth tightens up <laughs> that is her lying. Mm.
2: How the hell do they find someone this ridiculous to a point? I mean, (laughs) in a normal way, she wrote a
0: paper in twenty twenty. She says, "I'm not a communist, but I joined this group and I wrote these papers on being a communist."
2: And she's been arrested for theft because death to capitalism. And she majored at
0: Moscow
1: State University. At Moscow State University, on the Lenin Scholarship, she majored in scientific
2: communism. I'd love to know who's behind the curtains pulling <laughs> pu- pu- pulling this one, uh, you know, into the uh, into the radar. This, this is a scary deal. This, this is a scary this deal. This is this is probably the most significant nomination out of anything from the beginning of the election to to now. I mean, this is this is crossing the Rubicon when it comes to how how they want to bring it, you know, and and, and where they want to bring it to, and they're doing it very very quickly. Now you know I, I find it unfortunate. She's from Kazakhstan, and Kazakhstan has many great you know uh, historical figures that you know, and, and specifically nice. Mr. Producer, if you could pull up this, I mean this is this is a hero of, of Kazakhstan, and she brings great shame to him. Wow. Oh. Uh, you see, Max, this is one very of nice. very nice, great very success, nice, great success. <laughs> and then she goes and shames her her country like that. It's it's really unfortunate she's
0: an insider she is a trader she's not a trader to her country she's a she's a deep state cell operative in this country oh it's t- it's uh, it's al- it's, obvious. it's it, not even it's not even remotely half obvious it's obvious but
2: but so max you probably have a better understanding of the confirmation process what what's what's next on this yeah so they're gonna in the
1: next week or so they'll vote on her in committee and they will decide whether or not they wanna they want to feel- they run recommend the scientific communist major to run our current, be the control of the currency. So they'll decide in the committee. It's either up or down or tie, I guess, technically. Um, that largely doesn't matter because ultimately it's going to be up to Chuck Schumer to decide whether she reaches the floor. Even if she loses in committee, Chuck Schumer can still bring her nomination to the floor. And once there, it would only take 51 votes, which can also be 50-50 tie with Kamala Harris coming in. Casting a tie-breaking vote, so So unless we get one Democrat to vote against her, and as long as we as long as we can then hold the line of Republicans, if we can't do that, she's in.
0: This is the this is the one of the hills to die on. This is one of the things that we have to stand up all across the nation that we don't want a communist running our
2: money. Right. If she gets confirmed, and this is I think we should run a fax blast on this, one I think I didn't even hear you know until today when you we sent it over. I didn't even hear about, you know, the theft, being arrested for theft of a you know, petty theft at a TJ Maxx. And so she okay, sold yeah, two yeah, right. belts two belts and cologne. <laughs> oh, is that what's in the writing? Okay. So I, I was <clears> reading it's a little chicken scratch, but that's so, what I got out of it. So if you're if you're you know, open to stealing something as small and insignificant as that Would you trust this woman with a a collective pool of and her cronies and the people that have appointed her? They've appointed a thief to run the collective pool of all of our money. And so I think that's what we should run the fax blast on is is to really put a nail in this, Max. Uh, A nail in this coffin is, is, is focusing on the theft aspect of someone that's being told that the big bankers are thieves, herself is a thief, and so none of it makes any sense. And you know, if she gets confirmed, the next step to come down the pipeline is that you, Max, myself, Joe, anyone on our side of the fence, good luck. You better be ready to buy something in cash. And no, there's not even cash anymore. So you better be ready to buy it in hard assets. Better have a skill. Uh, yeah. So you, be, I mean, and that is if they can get over this hurdle, and this is why most significant development since the election, if they can get over this hurdle, you know, God help us all. Because then then then, then the, the true uh, vision of slavery they have in mind for the population comes to fruition. And it's just a matter of, you know, working the paperwork across the finish line. So it's 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 absolutely terrifying. It's like it's like knowingly appointing a child molester to the, you know, board of uh you the Day know, the daycare. Uh, the daycare the you know the the principal oh yeah we knew she was a child char- it's the, fo- uh, he was a it's child the fox in the Well house we, we think, right we think uh we're gonna make her him him the the principal of uh the daycare. so yeah i mean it's fine you know it's it's it is what it is it's terrifying yeah i don't i don't know a whole lot about the
1: young communists i imagine it's probably something like hitler youth and i don't probably. think that automatically means that you are that you are a communist, but the fact that she went to Moscow State University, she studied scientific communism, which if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, I'm looking up what scientific communism is because I didn't know this term. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, scientific communism, we can get it up on the screen, it's one of the three major elements of Marxism, is quote, the science dealing with general socio-political laws and patterns, ways, forms, and method of changing society along communist lines. It's literally studying how to change society to make it more communist. That's that was her major in in Moscow State University when she was on the Lenin Academic Achievement Scholarship. And then she
0: came here <laughs> to the United States, and she didn't yeah. hide the fact that she was a communist. And she and I now she's saying twenty twenty yeah. now says I'm not a communist, as she's going to take her over major, the
1: system. And her and, major and, hold is hold literally let's make the U.S. communist. <laughs>
0: She majored you in. You can't make this stuff up. You can't. You can't make this stuff up. Horrifying. I thought horrifying. I thought
1: AOC's Boston University degree was bad, but this is this is ten times worse. What's ten your times Boston Boston worse.
0: University degree?
2: Uh,
1: I don't know. I think it was economics.
2: Yeah. No. She she went to uh, yeah. She she did it. she did econ. It's uh. It's it is as Joe said a hill to die on. We're we're at that point that i mean you know the 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 they call us extremists but the extremism of this nominee you know i could think of a million other people i'd say oh in a reasonable objective sense i'd say peter schiff you know someone of that (laughs) capacity you know someone that's actually managed funds and, and 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 you know managed rates of return uh but no this is this is the best we can do i'd love to follow the money on her see where see see what her background is but i think max we should as uh, previously discussed, run run one final one final hit on the fax blast with this because Well it went out. It went we out today. That
1: is, so it's already out. If we all
2: get if if if, if this goes through we're all we're all, all right
0: guys, are we gonna have the huh? membership stuff done by Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Because what I wanna do is I wanna get 10,000 people to become members and just hammer them every day. Three hundred and sixty five days a year, I wanna hammer I wanna hammer them. I want to hammer, hammer, hammer them. I want them literally to say that the way that we actually create a green new deal is to stop people from sending in letters to Congress because we are literally knocking down twenty thousand trees a day, making them accountable.
2: Right, backs, and I'll throw this one to you. You know, we we were kind of the first ones to really make make note of this development, and so, you know, the the narrative we want to carry out in in, in the fax blasting is that, you know, we. we we are, you know, we we have the ability to weaponize change, and we see it now in front of us with with the hearings and everything that took place, and even prior to the hearings, you know, what you know brought the hearing, uh, you know, the 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 uh, instigation and aggravation of your state level representatives, and that is how you really hold their feet to the flames. So, yeah,
1: I'm 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 sorry, I'm just reading more about scientific
2: communism.
1: <laughs> It's, it's literally like they're they're training her to go into capitalist societies and turn them communist. That is her training. That's her education, and she's basically on the stand and she's and she's saying hire me because I'm really experienced. But you actually look at her resume, it's like she's like, her whole job, her whole training is to turn capitalist societies into communist societies. It, it would be funny if the stakes weren't so high. I mean, it's kind of funny. That they put a literal communist on now they're trying to push her through. But yeah, no, we have to fight back as hard as we can. And the Facts Blast did go out today on this. So if you haven't already joined it, make sure you do so. And you can sign up for our email newsletter. Link is in the description if you want to get those Facts Blasts every day as well. Well, we are out of time, guys. And this is probably not going to end today because they're going to have to vote on it at least one more time. So we will definitely keep covering this um when that happens i want to thank you jake for sitting in our our resident communist banker expert any I any hate, final I, words
2: from either of you before we wrap up i hate communists, max they're horrible
1: <laughs> horrible well yeah, it's, it's no know, th- know thy enemy any final words joe before we wrap up
0: no i just think that okay. we're, we're at that place where we have to you know, today has been kind of a crazy day because there's a lot more stuff that's coming out across the country that I think is important. So and we, we haven't covered any of that. But you know, Maricopa County, uh, we're seeing that some of the information that should have been in the report was buried. We're seeing that other information was negotiated out of the report. We're finding out that people that were in the camp that, uh, that were supposed to be working on uh, making sure that, that that election audit went uh, the way that it should have, um, deleted information, hid information, We have now video (laughs) of somebody admitting that they were basically doing things to sabotage the uh, audit in Maricopa County. We have all the information we have in Antrim County. We have the information we have in Mesa County. We have the information that we have in Nevada. Guys, listen, we're under constant attack right now. Here's what I know. Guys, you got to figure out a way to get the deposition of Eric Coomer up on a live format and I want it done as soon as we possibly can, okay? It's not up for debate, I want to get it done. I want people to understand what we're dealing with in this country, and no matter what the whitewashed media does, it does not negate the truth. And the truth is, Dominion Voting System is a system designed to defraud the American people. If you don't wanna share this, I can't help you. If you don't wanna stand up and say, and, and support what's happening and, and be an effective voice, I mean, look, then, then just accept the fact that we have a communist who studied how to basically transform a community, and then came here to transform that community, admitted it literally up till as, as late as last week, and then came out and said, I'm not a communist. Just let that happen. Or better yet, just, Get your job and, and hope that you can live your life for 70 years and retire with a $3,000 Social Security and maybe some, some money in a pension or some money in a savings account. Just do that because that's what it's all about, right? It's just making sure that you personally persevere and that everyone else can just fry. We have to start standing up. We have to make a decision that our community, our neighbors our countrymen, our country, the sacrifice came before it is worth it. And this is a call for the 21 million veterans that are out there. You made a sacrifice. You watched some of your fellow countrymen die. You watched them die defending this nation. Every one of you knows one. Every one of you knows one that died defending this nation. I'm not calling us to violence. I'm calling us to take back and create sensibility in our government and in our country, to shrink our government by 50 percent, to hold people accountable, put really good people in positions of trust and authority that listen to the, the will of the American people, not big lobbyist groups or the CCP, to eradicate all of these election machines. Just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Get rid of them completely. And then indict these pieces of trash like in Dominion. Get to the bottom of that. And then, and then put us back on track where we can actually have sensibility ethics in our, in our community. Because right now we've lost it. And all the bad things that could ever happen to a community are happening to this country right now while we watch them burn our communities down and we say, look, at least I can bring home the bread. Shame on you. Let's get out there and do something about this. Walk door to door and join FEC United, $60 a year. We'll send out information, become a chapter or a charter in your state. Um, and then last thing is support My Pillow. Support Mike Lindell. That guy has been fighting just tirelessly, tirelessly over the last year. And if you use CDs twenty C D twenty one, that's Charlie David twenty one, you can save up to sixty six percent. Do everything you can to just support those that are supporting your rights. All right, God bless you. That's all I got.
1: All right, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you guys like the podcast, check out all the links in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the audio version. Very important that you do that so we can climb up in those rankings. If you can, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. And share. Share the podcast with your friends, family, even your enemies. Share it with everyone you know. Let Help us reach more people because the powers that be in big tech are doing everything they can to make sure that we don't. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so tune in for that. And If you need a little reminder, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system and given an alert right before we go to air, telling you what we're talking about and how, when, and where you can watch. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire.
0: My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Jake Frejo.
1: I remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.